We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 Wyndham Championship Picks, Bets, Preview, One and Done. We got it all for you. Remember to smash the like button to the video. Tell me who you're betting this week, because honest to God, I looked at this board and I was like, I don't have a clue. I'm going to do my research. I'm going to talk it through with Jeff. Hopefully I hear from some of you guys as well. And I already put up the research show, which you should go watch, by the way. So remember, smash the like button. Give me some bet to bet on in the comments section uh maybe i'll talk this through and we'll have some for you as well because there's a couple guys i'm leaning towards but i want to hear what you have to say and subscribe to mayo media network one week left in the giveaway for fantasy football picks and bets a brand new episode just released on monday covering the nfl news from the weekend and monday morning hosted by yours truly so you can go check that out once you're done with this one but if you do want to get into that cash giveaway it's up to a thousand dollars in terms of the prize pool right now in terms of giveaways we get a few more reviews we're bumping that up to fifteen hundred dollars but we need probably like 35 more reviews to hit that threshold hit the description fantasy football picks and bets on apple podcast subscribe to the podcast version rate review and leave a twitter handle and email address in the review and you're in the draw. It's all you got to do. It takes like 30 seconds and you could win. We're doing $100 giveaways for it. So we have 10 $100 giveaways to do. It could be 15 if you continue to go support that. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. Get you 20% off. RunTheSims.com. The Fantasy National for football is now launched. You can become a member over there. RunTheSims.com slash Mayo will get you a discount off that as well. The custom game simulations are really where you want to be at. That tool launches on August 15th. 
So get in right now where you can still get the cheaper price plus the discount, because that sounds pretty good. Listener's League link is open as well. Let's go fill that so we have some good ones for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Jeff Feinberg is on the line. I am rolling without a producer today, Jeff, so I apologize for all the technical delays. We're back in the days of me doing everything by myself while Paul's on vacation. I told you, you come a long way since the edit suites all by yourself in some fancy downtown studio to your your own basement with no producer. Exactly. I mean, maybe I can get my wife to help me out at this point. I mean, I'd, I'd ask my mom, but at least I live in my own basement and I'm working out of my own basement for the time being, not my mom's basement. So I feel like that's a big win for me. I can't disagree. So you sent me a screenshot of a giant Hideki ticket <laughs> in that yeah. playoff. Uh, Cause I, w- I went golfing with Cust yesterday afternoon. So I watched like the first five holes, went golfing, got home by number 18, by number 17. So I missed the Harris English meltdown. So I felt like that was good for my hairline. Cause I think all of my hair would have been gone at that point. But that Hideki number you have, what was it? 500 or 750 to one. 300 to 300 one. 300 to 1. I on saw 25 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So you had an opportunity to really hedge out of that pretty easily even though obviously it would really would have hurt your bottom line, but you could have scooped up like 2 grand a piece on Burns and Answer if you wanted to. Did you? I guess is my question. Uh, not enough. Not not enough. I was kind of cocky. I hedged we could like free roll the rest of the season, but it wasn't like smart. But I, I I had won three straight playoffs and thought I was so pure by the dumbest luck, Pat. That stupid uh, Cam Davis, the Kramer Hickok eight holes, Patrick Cantley versus Morikawa. So since Finau lost at Riv to, to Homa, like I've been so charmed in playoffs and how the whole day was playing out. N- not enough. Not enough. And uh, I went to bed thinking about that putt on the first playoff hole. A few times. What's so far? I don't know. My stake was so low, and I kind of forgot about it till so late. Like, literally forgot about it. And it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks that I made that bet. Because I made it on Saturday. I didn't make it on Sunday. They were probably even bigger than 300 to 1 on Hideki once it really felt like it was a two, two-and-a-half horse race. Uh, none of which those guys made, made it. But... I don't know. Happy for Abe. He's a guy I bet a lot. You know, we sort of talk about those guys, Pat, that kind of feels like they're just as likely to have a, their breakthrough in in this nice field, WGC, instead of like a Detroit or an American Express. And it's such a fine line. Like Abe's had it ripped from him before. Think of those two putts, Hideki and Burns, you know, rub the hole, rub the hole, rub the cup. Answer gets his win. Margins are small. Winning is hard. It takes luck. Answer kind of just proved it. So congrats to Abe. I'll move on. I'll move on. But I was cheering for for Japan. And some of the sharps out there had me on that girl that finished second in in the women's golf, the Japanese. Imani, Imani, Imani. I don't don't know. So it's a little Japanese heartbreak for me on the weekend, to be perfectly honest. My wallet, at least. I'm doing fine. Yeah, I think you. I think you're having a pretty good year. I am not. I was banking on that Harris English. No, I suck. Overall, I still suck. Don't worry about that. No, I think you're having. A, I think you're having a pretty good year. But Harris English, I, I was checking like Shot Tracker. I got to my back, and I was like, oh, 
Bryson's in the water. Harris English is up four. This is great. Like making the turn for them. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I'm going to have some money like this with Hor and Horschel was still inside the top 10. I was like, if Horschel stays inside the top 10 and English wins, I think I'm up money for the year all of a sudden, which would be fantastic news. Obviously, neither thing happened. So I'm still down for the season. Not too much. Not so much that, you know, anyone is going to be checking in like, oh, no, Pat Pat's lost his house or anything like that. But, you know, it would always be nicer to be up like what what happened? with Harris English and had he have won this event I think he would have been autoed onto the Ryder Cup team autoed autoed but, but anything to- but like a sheer collapse I would have said he was on on the Ryder Cup like if someone came and took it from him I still think he would have been on the Ryder Cup but what happened yesterday I like I guess it's still a gotta be thought about like you can make a case for some guys who have had far less better seasons i'll be perfectly honest pat i only saw the beginning of the collapse and i literally saw no collapse because english shanked one on 11 into the water and then bryson launched one behind the green into the water so you're like okay this is still over had a little incident at home with my kid getting nicked up minor but she lost her mind at the sight of her own blood and the jays had like some insane comeback and i'm like fully enthralled in that thinking i don't know english is up four and phones charging you come back english is in the water again making a mess of everything and you're starting to do the math on everybody like eight got like six seven guys i don't know it was it was so strange to be perfectly honest. Like, have we seen that this year? Like, Chesson Hadley gagged something, but he's Chesson Hadley. Like, I don't know, man. We haven't. You could remind me, but it feels like we hadn't seen something like that in a while. Um, and there are many ways we can go from this path. Like, I kind of ju- they got put on the clock too. And it kind of seemed like English sort of unraveled from that. And I was even like, dare them. I dare, like, English just needs to chill out and dare them to penalize him because Bryson's lost his mind today. But I don't know, man. It got it got him. But even in his postgame, uh, English was kind of a Paul, I don't know, was didn't really blame Bryson at all. It was a weird, it was a whole weird situation. Bryson lost his mind, and he could be the ultimate, like, cooler when he's losing his mind on his teammate. And by teammate, I mean playing partner. Maybe. Did you see the Cam Smith shot, like, the, the hero shot from the woods on 18? That was uh, not great. I did see that clearly. Um, I don't know. He's going for a win. He felt like that was better than trying to get up into a wedge range, and he stuck the wedge, and, you know, he missed the – what would have been the putt? I, I don't know. I, I don't. It is what it is, right? He's just trying to get near the green and to make a par. I that 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 sort of that sort of happens. Uh, my biggest takeaway from the day, though, Pat. Well, you know what? I got to get this out of the way. I might have missed the joke, and I assume when I'm done this rant, you're going to tell me I'm living my own truth. Okay. But something happened last week that I've literally never seen before. Uh, and maybe there's a joke, and I missed it. Like, you know, oh, right over my head. But who on earth? It wasn't one. It wasn't two. It wasn't three. It wasn't four. There were, like, 
there was a full-on, I'll use my word because it fits perfectly, consortium of Jim Herman sloppies that literally lost their minds. They lost their minds. I have all respect in the world for anyone's super dog long shot bet. I make losing bets every week. I'm never going to besmirch your loser. But I'll never act on Thursday like my loser's the top dog. These people went from sweating winners Thursday at noon to begging for T40s. And I got to be honest, never in my life have I found myself with no betting interest for or against rooting against a freaking super dog like I was for Jim Herman because this stable of people lost their minds. They lost their minds. You're going to say, now I've lost my mind, and that's totally fair. But I needed to say that before I talk about more real things. I don't think I saw this whatsoever. I tried to take a social media break this weekend. Good for you! Just, thank you. Just trying to get away. But I, I saw I saw exactly what everyone saw with Herman. Like, the ball striking numbers were up. I talked about it with Reed on the DraftKings show. By the way, the DraftKings show this week is going to be on Wednesday, not Tuesday. There's going to be a football show on Tuesday, then golf on Wednesday, uh, and obviously the research show. I think that's how it's going to go for the next few weeks or so. So if you're looking for the DraftKings picks, they should be better because we're going to have more information later in the week in terms of ownership percentages and everything like that so just a heads up on that but i i, I got the jim herman thing i understood where it was coming from no, I, 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 I didn't I bet it but, but i also i also didn't see people like victory lapping it on thursday but maybe i just wasn't looking for it i promise you you could give me like your three or four most respected because i you could acknowledge feinberg is there's going to be a Custy Award where I have to go head-to-head versus Tim in a most insane. And I'm certain I'll never lose. Well, maybe I would. But I at least acknowledge these things. But I, you could literally give me any three or four of your most sane, responsible, respected people in our space. And I promise you I could get at least one, one and a half, two of them to corroborate my story. I mean that. I mean that. I mean it. But, um, but I, I, I guess the counter would be, isn't that kind of the point of betting on these like 400 to one long shots? Because someone asked me, because I bet on Rory on Friday evening at 750. To, that's where the 750 okay. to one number was in my mind. He was like 11 strokes back. I was like, well, he could go like 62, 61 and at least cash the top four or something like that. Or, you know, had he have gone 62, 61, he would have won this tournament as it turns out based on where the winning score ended up being. But it was it's kind of one of those things where it cost me 10 bucks, five and five on the bet, five on the outright, five on the each way. And I told someone that they're like that. You should just probably bet that top 20. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. But I just want Rory to come out and make like two birdies in the first two holes. And it'll be worth the $10 for my excitement. Like That's really all I wanted out of the bet. I know that sounds stupid, but I'm a terrible gambler. Stuff like that gets me excited. And he made three birdies on the first four holes. I was like, oh, here we go. Like I got like a legitimate half hour heart rate out of it until he completely went away so i get getting excited about it i'm not going to begrudge people for that what i would begrudge is if you actually saw people like oh my god this is over like i'm i'm cashing out my uh there's no way my 400 to one jim herman could lose i know what you're talking about and i would never bring up what i said for people acting like you 
um, I mentioned, like with that Rory bet. And we see that every week. There's always a fun long shot. This was like above and beyond. And again, maybe I missed some joke where these guys all got together and we're like, we're going to hero him via his because he's really fun and endearing on Twitter. Pat, like he's made these like corny jokes trying to sniff like a T30 in this PIP money that any drippings of the Oju from the meat of the PIP uh, he's trying to chase. and, And why not? If you like the Internet, why not? And I, maybe I missed like some group chat where it was like, we're going to do this. Um, and to your Rory bet, you saying that, that actually hit me. That's why I bet my crazy Hideki bet. Rory got off to that crazy run to start Saturday or something. And he went from your crazy 700 to like 80 or something. Yeah. And Hideki was literally tied with Rory, but was 300 to one. Because Rory was getting, I, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I'll just try um, that. It was on the site with no each way. And I don't even, I, I probably would have clicked each way on 300 to one. But yeah, there's that. And I, I promise you other people would corroborate that Herman thing. And maybe I missed the joke, which is also fair. You could be like Feinberg, that was a joke. And you just missed it because you're such a, you're such a, I don't know, a turd, whatever. <laughs> Um, The main takeaway, though, in my opinion, from yesterday, Pat, um, there's an incredible, I really enjoyed it. It it started from a tweet thread by Shane Ryan into an article. He walked with this Bryson and English group yesterday on the back nine. And he's like, it was as morbid like a walk he's ever had. And his biggest takeaway from it was... um, Bryson DeChambeau for how silly what comes out of his mouth can be and how lack of self-aware I've acknowledged he is. He is getting bullied on the golf course and people can think that's fair and right, but I'm just here to tell you it's wrong. It's really wrong. And, and, and Ryan explained it so eloquently that I would feel silly even trying to paraphrase it. But but it's wrong. And and yeah, that it's bad. It's not right in any regard for for the sport of golf. And I'm all for golf sort of getting, you know, different lanes. You know, we're part of we're part of that in some small way. But that's something I'll never like be a be here for in golf. Um, That's all. What was what, what was actually happening out there? I didn't see this. Was it him going under the fence instead of over the fence? Because that was just weird. That sounds like something Cust would do. <laughs> oh, um, no, it was just, uh, hold on. I got it highlighted here. It was, it was bullying. Um, it, it, just the crowd. They're just how they're treating, how they've been treating Bryson and he says it was nonstop. Says there's like a group in the crowd. It's it's nonstop that just goes at him the whole round, and he's in a no win because if he ever reacts to it, he comes off as like sensitive and and having to deal with it. And he kind of described it. It's like if one drip of water hits you on the head, that's like fine, but it's like that slow drip of of kind of torture 
that he's endeared having to endure on his rounds. And I don't know how the finish went yesterday. It's kind of like the U.S. Open, Pat, where you could tell me, like, what place he finished, and I'll still, like, in my mind think he was T5 because he contended. Well, I shouldn't even say it. kind of took himself out of it at different points, but he hasn't had a T10 since the event that he flew home in Charlotte and then flew back because he thought he missed the cut. It's the last time he's at a T10. And I'll be honest, I was pulling my hair out thinking he was going to win because of my passionate rants on our Olympic show and last week saying, like, everything with his game is kind of being overblown and he's going to explode soon. But, oh, Sunday he, like, lost his mind. Lost his mind. Yeah, he he ended up coming T8 when all was said and done. Uh, very poor week around. Better than I thought. Better, a very poor week around the greens. His chipping has been, like, abysmal since essentially the PGA Championship, which is weird. He's been hitting his irons really well. Obviously, he's driving the ball really well. The putter is still coming. He's got something big left in him here. So I didn't really know all this was going on, but this would make a lot of sense because I remember an article that came out at the end of last year, I think it was, or sometime just you know, post-pandemic when golf returned, talking about the two best closers in golf. And it turned out that Bryson and Justin Thomas, when they were within three strokes of the lead going in on Sunday, they closed the door more often at such a higher rate than everyone. And Bryson is still near the top of that list, except the last two times that we've seen him in contention have been like two of the most horrendous rounds that we've ever seen from him at the U.S. Open and on Sunday this time around. So I wonder if this, this might be a real thing that's affecting him or this could just be golf. I'm not... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what was going on in the stands, but I find it strange that, especially with the PGA Tour being the PGA Tour, that Bryson wouldn't have to police this himself. That seems like something you would get kicked. Like, if this was, you know where this wouldn't happen? I feel, the, feel like this is a cuss take. This would never happen at Augusta, Jeff. It wouldn't, but it also potentially wouldn't even happen at, like, Major League Baseball games where, like, umpires or guys in the on-deck circle can literally just say, I want that guy out, and he's gone. You know, at a certain point, I just want to read the, the quick tweet thread um, from Shane yesterday. Um, have to say that was maybe the most dispiriting nine I've ever walked on the following the PGA Tour. Harris English is a really good dude who did not benefit from being rushed. And though I know Bryson can be a pain, he's basically being bullied for entire rounds to me. And it sucks. There's almost nothing anybody can do about either scenario. I'm not laying blame beyond the fans. It's just bad juju for two and a half hours um, walking with them. Like I said, Bryson isn't a character designed to garner much sympathy, but the cure for thinking any of this is, is the cure for thinking any of this is funny is walking with him for a little while seeing it being repeated over and over and over while he slowly stews and can do nothing about it. People asking for specifics. The main thing is the Brooksy shouts, which I realize sounds superficial and like no big deal until you understand that this is targeted harassment encouraged by a fellow pro that he's enduring literally every moment on the course and it won't stop. And even Harris English, through all the questions yesterday, Pat, about did Bryson affect you in a bad way? He acknowledged, I feel bad for Bryson and what he's actually going through. So English experienced it. It, too, I guess, got snapped out of his moments in trying to compete and saw what he endured yesterday. And people could say it's pussy. All they're saying is Brooksy. 
whatever. There's not a greater sign of like disrespect to a person whose name you know than calling him um, by someone else's name. Uh, I don't know what the answer is. A simple video, literally, it's amazing. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. Bryson tried to make a couple jokes, and he got got fucking good. I guess because you get in the torture chamber with Brooks, you're go- like he's gonna make you tap out and, and feel it clearly. I mean, were were people harassing Brooks when he was six over yesterday too? I don't. I don't believe so. I don't. I don't believe so. And, and Shane Ryan wrote a great, a full article on it, and and go read it. That I think was the tweet he sent out after the round yesterday, which probably inspired him to just turn it into a full article. But hey, here we are. I I don't I don't know. All right. Well, I the, although you were able to hedge out and have some winners, uh, Harris English broke my heart and did not allow me to win. I saw a lot of you people out there also had Harris English tickets and kind of scummed us. Too bad Daniel Berger couldn't make a few putts out of the course of the week because he would have won if that was the case, looking where the final number ended up being. But there were some big winners, Jeff. Dr. McGoodbody. That, that's a real person who tweeted me a picture of him winning $100,000 on DraftKings yesterday. So congratulations to the good doctor, Tyler Ryick. Probably not pronouncing that correctly. Won 2300 bucks. Shane M won 1000 And Drew Barbera came second in the Minimax one. That's the 50-cent tournament. Won $1.5,000, so $1,500 on DraftKings. So congratulations to those guys. Hopefully I can join you sometime soon in being one of these big winners. I did want to talk about the Ryder Cup before we got into Wyndham, though, because I, I, I mentioned that Harris English was going to be on the team had he have won. I think it would have clinched it for him, but he did not. He's now eighth in the standing. So Morikawa, DJ, Bryson, Brooks, and Justin Thomas are all kind of locked in. Xander and Spieth are separated by like only a few points. So what happens in the FedEx Cup playoffs will essentially get one of those two or English, Reed, Berger, Cantlay, or Finau onto the team. That pack is really all bunched up for the last spot. The problem is here... Even though English, English is essentially this year's Webb Simpson, right? Where he's a guy who was good, not great. I mean, Webb, Webb had won a major beforehand, but like he went through this five-year stretch where he was a good player, he wasn't great, got kind of bad, came back, and all of a sudden he was awesome. Harris English has essentially taken that role in 2021. And even over the course of the last 18 months where he was good, he went away and was like legit bad, he makes this comeback, and all of a sudden he's a top 10 player in the world again. But he's number eight in these standings, and if he doesn't qualify for this team, I don't know if he has the name power to squeeze himself onto it. Okay, this is where I will potentially disagree based on history. Historically, I've gotten the sense that they have used these Ryder Cup spots, the final spots, as sort of lifetime achievement awards. These are like all pro spots. There's no all-star games, and I've joked with you many times or seriously said, these are like the best all-star games in sports because they mean something and these designations mean something. The same way, like, you acknowledge how many times a guy's been an All-Pro or an All-Star, having a Ryder Cup or for an international player, a President's Cup is kind of that highest honor you can achieve. The U.S. has ne- has always, in my opinion, used these last spots, or 
try to make that final spot, say a lifetime achievement award, then say reward a player who's young and might be there. Yeah, there, there's in, an, there's an the issue future. with this, though, because Phil gets that spot this year because Phil's going to be on the team. I don't see Harris English missing the the team right now. I don't think he can make this team over over Tony Finau at this moment in time. So you think that they would take Harris English and not take Tony Finau? At this moment in time, I, I, I think you have to have sort of credibility of, of being able to – you have to have – the ability to send the message to everybody that you can play your way off on this team and for fucking off it. I get that part of it. So let me ask you here. Here are the guys who are like, I, I'm the one saying Fino's out and you know me, I'm the loser that bets him, but I don't know how you could take him over English or think he deserves it more than English. I, I don't think but that you're he- also not saying who deserves it. We're trying to guess what Stricker would actually do. I, I don't know. Fino was great in Paris. He's one of the few Americans that played well, I want to say. So looking at it right now, like, would you like if we're just guessing who's not going to be on the team, not necessarily deserving of who's going to be on the team. We'll say that the top six spots are locked up. Xander has the last one that leaves everyone else for six spots on the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Do you think they'll take Spieth or Harris English? Jordan Spieth is on the team. Okay, Phil or Harris English. I don't think that's a lock, as people think. I don't envision a situation where Phil's not on this team. He has a major win. This is probably his last chance to be on a Ryder Cup team. And you know the suits at NBC are going to be twisting the knife into Team USA here to get Phil on this fucking team. Uh, Maybe, but Phil will play Sunday. And with the limited sessions, I don't know. Phil will get in there. I don't think it's a TV thing at all, to be honest. Phil's on the team. He's playing hyper-limited sessions. Anyway, not to say English would play full sessions. Uh, I don't think that's a lot the more we get in. I think the last month could say a lot about that. Yeah, obviously what happens in the FedEx Cup playoffs, like you could have someone go out almost like Bryson did a few years ago and just went back to back events in the FedEx Cup. And then all of a sudden they're on the team. But I think that Harris English is weirdly the odd man out here because like Patrick Reed or Harris English. Over hell or high water, Patrick Reed will never not play. So <laughs> I, he's playing. The, he's playing again. <laughs> Like, I don't want to make the joke because I don't want to get blocked because I love him so much. But, like, bro, like, you don't want to go home for a week? What's wrong with that? Well, the, the, when the family the family's on the road with you, you know, why even have a home? You're pulling. He's like the American Sungjae at this point. No, because he always taught, like, I go home for, like, a day and a half. And I guess a place like Wyndham, he wouldn't even, he even practice for Tokyo. You think he needs to practice the Wyndham? Yeah. <laughs> Would you go burger or English? Because I think burger gets that spot. Berger's another guy, big push. And and oh my God, like if you think that you've been dried up betting Daniel Berger the last little bit, I don't think how I don't know how you could quit him going into the FedEx Cup. Look at his players' championship finish. Look at his like US Open finish. Look at his British Open finish. Look at how he placed this week at a full field. The guy is nails. Yeah, and, and well, hold on, hold on. I would take Daniel Berger too, and I think that they will take Daniel Berger in this spot. Like he has the he has just as many wins as Harris English over the last eighteen months. 
No, he has less. No, he has two. He won at Colonial and he won at Pebble. And Harris English also has oh, two. Oh, yeah, wins. I guess Colonial is more than eight. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I take Burger. I take Burger. Uh, Cantlay is behind Harris English on that list. I would have to think that they're going to take Cantlay. Cantley and Finau, I don't think are locks, like versus Harris English. I think they can play their way on or off. I would expect Cantley in the end to make it. Um, but if Harris English just keeps kicking his ball down the road here, he's going to be on the team. I, I think it comes down to English versus Finau for probably that last spot when it comes down to it. And you still have guys like Scheffler, who if he wins an event, he's on the team. If Zalatoris wins an event, he's on the team. Kokrak's already well, Zalatoris. won. Kokrak has won twice. No. He, if he wins Wyndham and he has three wins, can they keep him off the team? No, you're right. All great conversations. I love, I love even talking about it. My juices are flowing. It's the one thing. It's like that light in the golf tunnel although i've mentioned to you pat the season's exhausting i'm looking forward to it being over at the same time i think we both agree and acknowledge the next two events the first two legs of the fedex cup might be the two best events of the year in terms of field strength when you consider you know everything in terms of form and and how tough those are to win and how entertaining they can be and then it's football and and the Ryder cup so and my Blue Jays are making a playoff push. Like, I'm fired up. Like, I, I wake up with a pure adrenaline every day. And the Ryder Cup is part of that, 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 that gasoline lighting in my soul right now. And debating Ryder Cup outside of talking chargers is probably my favorite thing <laughs> to do. Like, uh, so all of it. And Will Zalatoris, I think we're going to win this week. So... That's going to pour more gasoline on, on this conversation. And if Scheffler wins, I mean, there's a lot of guys back there, Pat. Although I, the U.S. has never been inclined to, like, take this young. They're always so good that they've always rewarded veterans at the very back instead of a young guy who might be there for the next, like, five. Well, Europe, they're not deep enough, so sometimes they feel like those spots go to younger players who might be there for a while. And sometimes they don't be it like a Peters or <coughs> we've seen a lot of interchangeable young guys at the back of, of, of European lineups over, over the years. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Zalatoris would have to win this week to get onto the team or even have a chance to get on the team. Cause he don't get to play next week. That's so funny. But if Bobby Mack finishes T15, he can get a play next week. I don't think I that him? I don't think that's exactly how it works. I think because he came Oh, so he gets membership for next year, yeah. not next. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Either he, way, that's uh that's fun too. Um Tommy Fleetwood's 140th in FedEx Cup points. What did he do around Christmas in Europe that's even like he is still so safely on this world points list because he has been sad. I love Finau. I love we're going to have Ryder Cup. None of my guys. Finau, Fowler, fucking Fleetwood. Although they can't not have, I don't know, not going to have either of Molly or, or, or Fleetwood. Although Fleetwood can't miss the team because he's going to miss the FedEx Cup. And then he can't play poorly <laughs> to see how bad he's been playing. 
I don't know how the Europeans structured their Ryder Cup because Victor Perez was on the team forever until he finally got passed by Shane Lowry. So I think their points go back a lot farther than the U.S. team does because, I mean, even coming out of the pandemic, he really wasn't all that good. He had a top five at the match play second in Scotland but before the pandemic he was like third at the Honda Classic he was second in the race to Dubai he was second in Abu Dhabi he was third at the Honda Classic he won the Ned Bank so he had some pretty high finishes like even going back to his second place finish at Portrush I don't know if that counts but it wouldn't have been far after that when it started to count based on the fact that he's still in this weirdly enough just looking at his results he doesn't miss many cuts he just comes like T33 every week now yeah, it's been, I don't know, man. The, his bread and butter has been gone. Um, the club change has been hard to him. He wrote an apology letter last fucking January, which I thought it was like essentially to me. What's he going to write this Christmas? Who knows? Like if last year was a disappointment in his mind, what's he going to put out this year? Watch him win this week. I don't know. Whatever. We, we'll talk about that. Or maybe we won't. We don't even need to at his number. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm intrigued about all of it. And I can tell you, I guess the other part of it is I'm 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 really getting tempted as we get closer, just hammering Europe again, Pat. Now, it's a tradition like any other. I just bet them every year and kind of just do it blind. I thought for sure I would lay the juice this time around, thinking like revenge, too many great players. But I don't know whether it's the Brooks Bryson thing. But here we are again, and I'm, like, licking my chops. Like, give me a number. Like, give me a number. Europe will find a way. Although they've got, what, one player in the top ten in the world or something. (laughs) If you dread looking at credit card statements, you're not alone. Debt can feel crippling, but Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows you're more than just a credit score and expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and your current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000, and you can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash mayo. That's upstart.com slash mayo. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash mayo. Let's talk about the Wyndham Championship. It is at Sedgefield CC, 7,131 yards, par 70, Bermuda Greens grass. If you want a full breakdown of all of the stats and the course, I recommend the research show, which came out on Sunday. I'm going to continue to do those in shorter form going forward through the FedEx Cup playoffs, and then I won't have them during football season because I'll be too busy, just like the golf show. We're going to once a week. It'll be DraftKings picks, but, you know, Kenny and Tambo got it on lockdown, and so do Sky and Tom for the Europick show. So that will all be continuing throughout football season as well while I put my focus on there. Jim Herman is the defending champ. We're back to a full field of 156 players, top 65 in ties, make the cut. 
And the favorites, Jeffrey, are uh, a bit much here. Webb is the favorite on DraftKings Sportsbook at 10 to 1. That's fair. He always plays well at this tournament. And had a nice little resurgent Sunday to get him back in the mix here uh, after a few bad iron rounds in a row. Hideki, 14. Louis, 16. Reed, 20. Kokrak, 22. Harmon, 22. Zalatoris, 28 to 1. Those are the favorites for this tournament. If Reed is going to be in this field at 20 to 1 or more, should we just bet him and move on? Because... For whatever reason, I kind of want to bet Louie, although I know I shouldn't bet Louie, but it's a pretty big number for a guy who's been playing so well. There are only two players under 30 to 1 that I've considered betting, um, and it's Louie and Zalatoris, Pat. As someone, I'm such a read mark, you could talk me in on it, but I don't know. The guy is just like a golfing zombie at this point. Um and there's no way he's not going to play the first leg of the FedEx Cup, right? So when's he actually going to not play? Like, what's going on there? <laughs> I, 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 the first time he's not going to get a chance to play is whatever the hell they're calling the Safeway Open now. Because I'm assuming he's going to make it to East Lake. He always does. So yeah. it's going to be eight weeks in a row through the playoffs. Then he'll have an off week. Then he'll have the Ryder Cup. Probably. Eight weeks in a row. That includes an Open Championship and in, in, in Tokyo. <laughs> What the hell? He probably doesn't even notice the direct deposits. I love him. I'm in love with him. He loves golf. I love him. I even love, I love his wife. I hope she treats her king well. Um, I'm not going to bet it. I would just enjoy the win. Louis at 20 or, or 18, like that seems, they really just want to post it again. I, I don't know, but I'm sucker. I'm, I'm staring at that Willie Z 28 pack. Uh, and thinking he can just strike this thing to death, be like baby Morikawa for four days for me. Maybe, but it's not like Zalatoris finally had a pretty good outing at the WGC. That was his first good outing in a while. Yeah, I've been waiting for it. I haven't bet him. And like anytime he shows any kind of life, I don't know. I don't think the number's that, that wrong. It could be too short for what I want to do here. And in the end, will I actually bet Louie? Probably not. I'll just watch it again and hope I'll finally remember to ask the sports book to give me an exact finish <laughs> second place prop that I always tell myself I want to bet and never actually do it. Um, although he might not finish second as much as like we just want to make our minds perceived he did. And what the hell happened to him? Because if you turned it on Saturday, you're like, oh, my God, he's actually going to do it. And then if you turned it on Saturday afternoon, you're like, oh, my God, where's Louie? Yeah, he he was actually rolling like OK on Sunday in Memphis, but then he found the water. And I think he just started finding the water. I think that was that was the end of him. The driving went awry. And this seems like a pretty good course for him. It's very clear that he is committed to winning the FedEx Cup this year. It's going to be hilarious when he wins the FedEx Cup, yet doesn't win. I guess he would have to win the final tournament, but he could go into the FedEx Cup finals at Eastlake without having one event, won an event in first place so he would just be automatically put in first place in the tour championship and not shoot the best score yet somehow win i, I feel like that's the future for louis here okay well you can't mention louis hilarious fedex cup and not bring up his simple ups association which would be the peak in him winning the fedex cup um yeah, that would be that would be like three narratives in one if you won the FedEx Cup without actually winning winning an event. 
should we be looking at Kokrak? Isn't this seem like a Kokrak course, like where he's been playing well so far this year? Like it's, it's shorter. It's a par 70. We're on Bermuda. Like we know how his putting kind of went awry last week. But uh, if we think about these short courses, that's where he's been doing a lot of his damage. If the putter clicks again, we're, it seems like we're getting a pretty good number. Like it, it's almost as if the books have decided the Jason Kokrak run is over. We don't want to be on it anymore. Like we have to price him up because of his world ranking where he sits in the FedEx Cup. But you can find him at 28 to 1. That's a pretty good number on him. Yeah, you could even shop it even even um, higher. I don't I don't disagree with you at all, Pat. Especially if he was like 60 to 1 last week against the full field. I see value in this number. And time and time again. These guys like haven't gone away, be it English, be it Burns, be it um, Coke Rack. Like we are like you can. Louie, as another example, like it's pretty crazy how some of this DraftKings chalk on some of these guys continues to pay it forward. Right. On um, these popular players, but they continue to just knock it out of the park most weeks and outperform that chalk. Um, Coke Rack might be a perfect example of a guy whose number might be the safest. I'm just such a loser for trying to call something. I feel really good about Willie this week. Yeah, I kind of feel but good. I don't about, mind. I, I feel I feel good about Louie as well. I, I think this is going to be one of the weeks where I just take a few stabs and just pray Webb and Hideki don't run away with it. Webb feels like the guy to fear. Uh, maybe it should be Hideki, but he always seems to, to scare me. Um, at this place, and he needs his Ryder Cup push. I don't think Webb is going to be on this team. That, that's the way it's shaping up right now. Harris English has legitimately stole his spot. Would a win at the Wyndham do anything? I get like, I'm just saying, like, Webb winning at the Wyndham almost wouldn't even get the respect he would need to get back into the race, if that makes any sense. It's like, oh, it's Webb at the Wyndham. Ah. Yeah, of, co- of course he was going to win kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh you mean Webb won the Wyndham? Shocker. Um, you're absolutely right. I don't know, Willie, Kokrak, I guess you could, those would probably just be the ones because they're flirting with 30 Patton. I'm not going to lie. It's probably closer to 50 and above that kind of has my attention here. So okay. I'm not too in love. I haven't run to bet anything. Yeah, I'm not running out to bet any of these numbers. I think they're getting worse as the week goes along. Although if someone withdraws, maybe they end up doing that. All of my full cheat sheet on the Wednesday show and in the newsletter on Wednesday evening. So hit the description and subscribe for that. Play in the listeners league as well. Let's fill that up quickly so we don't have to worry about it this week, okay? So we don't have to worry about making it smaller throughout the FedEx Cup playoffs. 30 to 60 range. Some names here. Sungjae couldn't make a putt last week, but the ball striking was kind of on point. He's at 30. Henley's at 30. Nah is at 35. Scott C. Woo, who already told me that he, we should bet him here in his cameo to me. So I'm going to do that. Bobby Mack, Fleetwood, Charles, Gary Woodland, Wolf, Seamus Power, all at 45. Streelman, Ricky Munoz, Kisner, Snediger, the Gooch. That's that's everyone from 30 to 55. Like besides C. Woo, who is just more of a sentimental bet for me at this point. Although he has won at the Wyndham come third and come fifth three of the past four years. So this is a course that he really likes. I, not one person really stands out to me from that bunch. Does it for you? A couple at the very back. The last name you mentioned. I went to bed last night, Pat, thinking I'm going to be so sharp. I'm going to get Taylor Gooch at like 80 to 1. Uh, he's been so good at easy courses, birdie opportunities. 
you got to make it rain here, right? Like, as Brooks kind of jokes, like, these easy tournaments are annoying because anyone can win, right? Um, and you look for guys that have excelled in, in maybe easier course events, and Taylor Gooch sort of checks all the boxes. I was disappointed to see to see the to see the number. Um, for all the love for Siwoo this week, maybe Kisner like quietly might be the better play though. Um, in terms of uh, just the fit and everything, although I'm a sucker for for that video and any notion of Siwoo. And he said bet at Wyndham. Yeah, he, he cobbled that together. I was able to make that part out, so that works out well. Unless I was going to bet him here anyway. Don't love 40 to 1. Maybe I can find a 50 hanging out there, but I will bet the 40. You won't. He's too popular. You put that video out. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't smart on my part. Like, do like do you have interest in, like, the Wolf? Like, honestly, for me, the ones that stuck out that I do have interest in were actually the guys at 30. Im and Henley, which I've seen better numbers on. Those two stuck out. And Kevin Streelman, young gun Kevin Streelman. This feels like a Streelman type course. Yeah, it would, but I'd rather just pick the guys that I assume won't need an eclipse to win, although they've never won. Yeah, like Gooch. So, yeah, Go- Gooch. Pro- yeah, proven, like proven winner Taylor Gooch over Kevin Streelman. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of where where my I think there's a possibility Gooch can win. Well, I sort of have it in my mind that Streelman won't. Um, although, yeah, I, I have full respect for his nice season he's comfortably in fedex cup uh, do you make anything like guys how do i put this guys that like really need it this week like on that fedex cup bubble per se so you are trying you, try- you are trying to talk yourself into betting ricky right no 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 i don't even mean that i was actually going to make a point against them that they get to a point where like oh they only need fourth place kind of to extend the season well, like, I'd rather just bet a guy in, like, 80th and he's comfortably in the next events. He's just, no, I'm going to play to win or am I an idiot? Ricky's got so much money, he'd probably play to win, but there's a fine fine line in this. I, I'm not really here for the guys who, like, need it, I guess. Is, it was actually the point I wanted to make. Yes. That would be Tommy and Ricky, potentially, and, needing it. And, and Rose. And and Rose and Scott. Molinari. Um, so they're... There are there are a few guys here who who certainly do um, need it. What about Woodland? Has Woodland should be in my brain, Pat? There's a case where Woodland could be a two-time Barracuda champion. Yes, and unfortunately, un- un- unfortunately, unfortunately, he couldn't outduel Super Nintendo Chalmers one year, so that's a problem. Yeah, or 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 whatever happened this year. But he shot a minus six on his back nine Thursday. Not the good minus six. <laughs> and he was like right kind of there in the end. Um, so he just had a total implosion for for a little bit. So on that, like Woodland has really put up a really nice run of events here, Pat. Could he be worth a look flirting with 50 to 1? Driver might not even be in the golf bag this week. I think that if you're, when we think about what Gary Woodland does really well. Harder courses. I mean, harder courses, but also short Bermuda courses tend to kind of be his jam. So I I understand it. I just don't know if he's been as good as you think that he's been. Like it just, every time that you see his name on a leaderboard, I think you just assume he comes in like second place. 
No, that's a lie. But I think you should go look at the finishes. I think he's like content. He's had moments of kind of being around things. So what? What? Did, um, what? What did he come at the Barracuda? What did he finish? Ninth. So ninth at the Barracuda. 11. I don't know. I don't know. I I thought you might. I know. I, I I don't have it in front of me. Before that, so whatever he finished at the Barracuda, he finished eleventh at the three M. Miscut. Miscut. Fiftieth. Miscut. Like sweet run, dude. Yeah, no, so what did I say? A couple events, and he was right there at the 3M for a bit. He was probably like a betting favorite on the weekend. Not to say that was right or fair, but he's coming around. It's a shitty field. It's a setup that you could say works for him, 50 to 1. I, I, I'm not uh, – that that has my attention far more than, say, Fowler uh, or Fleetwood. Okay, I can, I, I, can get, I can get behind anyway, you but. on that with Woodland. I think the better case for Woodland is that, you know, he's striking the ball a little bit better. His elevated finish at the 3M had a lot to do with his putting that week, which is not something you really think about Gary Woodland and being consistent. I just think that if we take the historical baseline for where he has done well in his career, this is the type of course where he does play well. And you don't really see him in this event, but he's fallen so far since actually winning the U.S. Open that you know, he's forced into these situations now. Well, well said. Uh, Gooch, ironically, still has my attention, though. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for that one. Munoz has quietly been playing pretty well or not quietly. That could be a number you could maybe even find over 50 to one some places. It feels like the, the rub is off of Munoz a little bit. He's another one. Like, yeah, I guess, yeah, he was fourth. I forgot he was fourth at the Olympics. Like, yeah, fourth at the Olympics, fourth at John Deere. What he finished? Was he in the field last week? I don't think he was. Was he? No, he took a week off after Tokyo. Although based on the playoff, he maybe should have played. Yeah, maybe. It, when he's making a cut, he's actually finishing really highly. Like his his run is T four miscut, T four T sixty seven miscut, miscut, miscut third. So either he's on or he's off, and you know, against a weaker field, yeah, I could see it with Munoz. It's a pretty good number. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, you didn't make a comment on Kisner. Anything for you no, on that? No, unless he gains 10 strokes putting, he's not fucking winning. So pass. Okay, fair enough. And Bobby Mack, out of the, like he's T15 means a lot. Although it's a big number maybe for, uh, for a win. The last winners don't look like Bobby Mack here, though. They play a different sort of game. Well, this is what I wanted to kind of hammer down on and why I'm not really itching to bet anyone. Like I said, I think like that, maybe Reed, maybe Louie from the top. Henley has my attention at 35 to 1, just based on how well he has been playing outside of the Open Championship. In the three events before that, he was electric. And when I think back to who wins at this event, it's... I don't know, like a lot of like mid-tier short hitter guys who clean up on short par fours. Like if Kyle Stanley learned how to putt this week, it would be a perfect course. So for, Doug Gim. For him. Yeah, the Gim Reaper could be another one, but obviously he he would actually need to putt as well. Uh, and Bermuda has not been kind to him. But guys that do well at Pete Dye courses, specifically the Heritage and Sedgefield have a lot of crossover uh, over the years. But if you just looked at the past two winners, Herman won at minus 21, JT Poston won at minus 22. 
So you have those two guys. And how did they do it? Well, they surged on the weekend. There was a live betting opportunity. I think it was either Josh Perry or Eric Patterson who pointed it out, you know, using Fantasy National, using the live stats, looking at like, oh, he just lost a bunch of strokes putting in round one. His ball striking was off the charts. I cashed that posting ticket post round one at 125 to one. I think a bunch of people did just because all of the live numbers pointed towards him. I didn't cash the Herman ticket uh, as he made it on the number in the weekend, but a lot of people took a look at him and cashed him at like 500 to one after two rounds last year because all the ball striking numbers pointed to Jim Herman everyone's guy from last week Jim Herman and they just jumped on oh my god this ball striking is immaculate I need to get on him they did of course it was going to be a super long shot but he got the job done when it came down to it I think this might be a better live betting opportunity event after round one or round two that it is like maybe make two or three spots that you want to get invested in but just wait just hold yourself wait check out the stats after round one check out the stats after round two because that's proof i mean i mean it's been two years it's such a small sample and those could be outliers but this is the type of tournament where you can go so low that that can work out in your favor i totally agree with everything you said and i'm not gonna lie there's i'm looking forward to bringing up some names as we cross uh as we get to triple digits to be honest all right, well, we can go 60 to triple digits right now. I don't have a ton to say about a lot of these guys. Brennan Grace at 65 to 1. You mentioned, like, Kisner and Gooch. Like, I, I would just rather bet Grace at 65, wouldn't you? Yeah. Isn't he just better? I mean, not Gooch, but Kisner, yeah, sure. But why, uh-huh. but why, uh-huh. why, why Gooch over, over Grace? I know. I think Grace sets up here well also. Uh and you can shop that grace to find a really good number who was a guy quite popular not too long ago. And is, if this event was like a month ago, he's like 25 to one, right? Oh, like 28 to one with Coke rack. Yeah. hundred percent. That's exactly where he'd be. He's already won Puerto Rico. He's won the heritage before these, you know, short Bermuda track for a guy that was in great form until the open championship or a shitty open championship. Yeah. So did a lot of people. Yeah. Um, just a guy, I guess that's sort of super popular at the moment, uh, has a lot of name value, uh, Mito, um, maybe that's a hyper niche thing. Uh, but I would imagine people would be attracted to him. He's playing a lot of golf. I, I thought that was a really good number on Mito, actually him and Vegas 60 and 65. Did you win on EVR? By the way, did you have an EVR bet? Yeah, but I bet it live on Saturday at 16 and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, there was a stale number. So it wasn't like a full, wasn't a full caboodle. But it was nice. Happy to see him win. He owes me some money. Um, he was going so good at Minnesota and missed the cut like tragically, I want to say. Embarrassing. In typical Eric Von Ruin everything fashion. So it was nice to see him get get off the mat and all those like young and South Africans, although you'll tell me Eric is not as young as I assume, uh, making a name for themselves this year. So that's exciting. Bez, Higo, EVR, Wilco gets headlines. Good times. Yeah. Grace has great, great. Grace has a win. Louis having a season. EVR is when EVR is 31 years old, by the way. Yeah. Grace, Gim, (laughs) did we go with Mac Hughes at 70 to one? Hasn't he been playing better than this? Yeah, Kirk at a, Kirk at eighty to one. Your guy, Chris Kirk. Yeah, Kirk. You Kirk, you get higher. But let me let me. What about Chez at a hundred? 
on DK. Oh yeah, I, I ran the model. Shez rates out uh, number two in the modeling. Uh, can he make it? All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that like right now. Okay. Um, because that's one I was looking at. He's got me excited. Uh, What's the best number you see? A hundred. All right, I want I want to play the each way, so I'll take the ninety on him. So yeah, that there's bet number one. Shez or bet number two because I just bet Siwoo. <laughs> So, Reevy and Siwoo. This is just a classic Pat Mayo loses all of his money week because he bets on losers who can't win. That's always fun to have. Was there anyone else from over 100? What about Varner, your guy? This is a a jam course. Yeah, he's right in front of I was going to bring him up, and I was sort of like going to wait for you to like laugh at me, but you're kind of saying this might actually be Varner-esque. He came second at the Heritage or third at the Heritage, whatever it was. Isn't he like from this area? I feel like he's had a few good like Wyndham tracks before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to bet him outright. Maybe first round leader. Maybe some top ten action on him. In front of a hundred, you think everyone's going to be right back to Libyota, especially in like DFS. I know he had to withdraw with some family stuff, but he's been making good on on people. Yeah, seventy to one is actually a pretty good number for him. I do worry that he's been gaining all of his strokes putting. Like not all of his strokes, but he's been the number one putter over the past twenty four rounds in this field. And he's not the best putter out there. So maybe he's discovered something. He's on one of these hot runs. I don't think that we can discount that. I was surprised to see him in Vegas and Mito's number as low as they were, though. Honestly, with the way that people have been betting them, wanting to play them. And they've been kind of returning good results for people outside of the withdrawal from Libiota. I think he had a, they had a baby, didn't they? Isn't that why he left? No. I think his dad he went to be with some sick family or something. Oh. Okay, well, that's. I hope you're right. Sort of the opposite of what what I was thinking in my mind. Either way, yeah, I I hope you're right, and I am um, wrong on that matter. What about Lucas Glover? Um, He just won. I know you're just sort of going off the like finite for him. Like he's not going to do it again. But we've seen some nice runs from a lot of guys, and this sort of sets up. Sets up perfectly, and the field strength's not too hard in terms of who you might have to stare down on Sunday to get the trophy if it is a top guy. I guess so, but I feel like he used up all of his good putting in his win. I mean, it took him over a decade to win again, so I mean, maybe I'm completely wrong about that. Maybe he'll pull up Brennan Todd and go win back-to-back events. I don't know. I, I don't have a ton of interest in Glover, though. We could get 100 on Shank, who's, like, contending every week. Does that do anything? I'm just not there on Shank. Are you? I'm not so much there, but he seems to just keep keep showing up. Um, keep showing up. Anyone else? Herman? Yeah, I go real far. There are a couple. Um, where are they? Russell Knox. Okay. Into like the Heritage Sedgefield. Is he so lost? Because his number's absurd. What's his number? Like 300 or 250? It wasn't particularly on my radar. The guys that I kind of had circled, I'm not going to bet them to win, but I'll see how they're doing. After. That's the thing. I want to limit exposure, see what's going on after round one, and make some decisions then. It would be like Molinari. 
who I do think, you know, baseline skill set fits this really well. But then you have other guys who are just playing better, like Stewart, Armour. I think they set up a little pretty Armor, well for this yes. course, course with their you – know, they're going to need to putt, obviously, but shorter irons are very accurate off the tee. They're not going to get themselves into a ton of trouble. You see Matt Kuchar is 200 to 1? He was like 250 in Detroit. Or no, that's a lie. It was like 150, which then dropped to 80. I don't know. He's he's totally somewhere else. Uh, oh, I, I'm going to bet uh, Toshi, Satoshi Kodaira at 250 to 1 with an each way. I'm definitely in on that. And just hopefully mm-hmm. Siwoo and Toshi go to a playoff like they did before, and I just win all the money, and then I'll be happy. It looks like DraftKings is KH Lee at 250. Oh, Satoshi at 350 to 1. There's a number for you. I'll bet that for and, sure. And this is kind of embarrassing because this player's been playing well for him. Like, even I think you would acknowledge that. And I don't think I've ever brought him up in his run. And I don't know that his run has ended, but Bo Hostler's like 250 to 1. Can, can you describe to me what his quote unquote run was? Just guess. I'll, I'll, I'll. Like moments on like a couple fleeting, multiple tournaments in the T5 past Friday, on Friday or further. Okay. So you are correct about that. He's been better recently. He missed the cut at the Barracuda. He was 49th at 3M, 15th at the Barbasol, missed the cut at the John Deere. Those are his last four starts. 25th at Rocket Mortgage, 10th at Travelers, 19th at Palmetto, missed the cut at the Byron Nelson, 77th at Wells Fargo. Okay, I don't want to bet him, but you know who I do want to bet? And I'm actually excited to bet because I've kind of been keeping an eye on him. Uh, Sam Ryder, I think, flirting with 200. He se- he seems like a guy who would play well here, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't just go explosion, Bermuda grass. He's a streaky player. He was really hot early in the season and kind of seeing life returning, um, you know, not like top of leaderboard life. So I would get nervous because he'll get nervous maybe being back there. But I- I'm, I've been watching him and I think there could be an opportunity. That would probably be my favorite bet over like 150 to one. Sam Ryder. All right, I'm going to do some more digging into Sam Ryder. This event is lifeless. Get us to next week. Yeah, it is, because I want to mention another player which could get me something thrown at. Okay. But only because I'm overrating probably how well they've played, but Chesson Hadley, 300 to 1. Okay. Give me the reasoning that you think that he's played well. Outside of he his hasn't... outside of his top two finish, his tie for second when he blew it at Palmetto, he has a big blow. Camillo three hundred. Okay, that was me trying to get off of answering a Justin Hadley question. Was just name another name of a player I'm not going to bet. I think we're good here. We have an all-star field next week. Like you said, it's probably the best strength of field of the year of any tournament. Except for the players, maybe. You could be onto something with your Brian Stewart name drop, by the way. What do you got on Brian Stewart? Just this is the sort of 
pitch and putt where he does sort of pop and get really hot. Yeah, he would need like the super hot putter. I, I'm still kind of wishy-washy on Kirk. Like he's been bad. He's missed three of his past four cuts, but he was 12th at the Rocket Mortgage. It just this feels like a the courses he was playing well at earlier in the year. I feel like this correlates a bit more with some of the more recent ones that we've seen. Don't you feel that way? He's a form player, and he gets it, and he keeps it going to sort of cash his placings. But he gets when he gets out of it, he's out of it. But if you're saying the last time he teed it up after a bad run, he was T12, um, and now he's going to a course fit. I don't know that I'll bet it, but I could definitely see getting behind him in other ways. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe it's more of a DraftKings. He's made like five. He's made all five cuts the past ten years that he's played at the Wyndham. Man, I just don't have a good feel for this week. I, I just have no, usually, like, even though I'm wrong about who I'm taking. Like last week, I was hyper-focused on Berger and Harris English, and we were both on Sergio. And two of those guys were good. They just didn't win. I just don't have that, like, oh, that's the guy this week that, like, I'm in on. Like Vegas, I was super in on at 3M. He came in second. Like, the, my guys just aren't getting to the finish line and crossing it. But the guys I've felt really good about, I feel like, are playing well. And then, you know, it's a it's a crapshoot when you get to the end of it. And hopefully they can make enough putts to win and don't fuck it up at the end. And they haven't been doing that. They have been fucking it up at the end. But I just don't see one guy that pops out to me. It's like, oh, no, that's the guy. Do you, like, do you have that? Or do you, are you on the same page as me? I like Taylor Gooch and Chez Reeve. And that's coming from a guy that loves to bet really good players. So look at what this tournament's done to me, okay? All right. So <laughs> let's do some quick picks for the Wyndham Championship, along with our one and dones. I got Siwoo at 40, Grace at 66 with a top five each way, Shez at 90 with a top five each way, and Satoshi Kodaira at 350 to one with a top five each way. Those are my four guys. I'll tweet out if I'm getting in on the action after Thursday's round and after Friday's round. But you know what? I'm basically on vacation this week. I have two shows to shoot. Everything else is in the bank. Um, this is like my one week off before football starts. I might just sit this one out. I'm not going to lie to you. Although I'm in on four yeah, guys. I don't know. Sure. Bet your auto Siwoo and call it a week. Yeah. If you need to. Um, so what are you, where are you looking at um, here? So like you can count it. You cannot count it. But Siwoo said bet at Wyndham in a personal message to you. So I have bet Siwoo at Wyndham, just like he said to you. Um, I've bet, well, I haven't bet Taylor Gooch because I don't like the number and hoping other people don't like him so I can get a better number or my street books never heard of him and they just like post a number that they shouldn't. Um, but if I have to, I will bet Taylor Gooch at like 55 to one. I bet Chez Reeve at a hundred. I just did that and I'm going to bet Sam Ryder. My favorite really good player this week is Will Zalatoris. Yeah, I, I'm between like Louie, Reed, and Kokrak, I think. I might and Henley. I might bet one of those guys, maybe two of them, and I'll say fuck it. And, uh, and Ryan Armour, um, sort of like Stewart, does a lot of those things. I think he could be super popular this week. But at, at triple digits, he might be worth... Uh, him and Shad is a pretty ugly pairing, but we'll get it done. Yeah. Um, also, I'll in the newsletter, I'll probably have the prize picks plays for this week. By the way, if you hit, if you're listening to the audio version of this, hit the description, use our link to go sign up for prize picks. You get up to a $100 deposit match 
on that or just use code MMN for Mayo Media Network and you'll get that as well. Trying to figure it out a little bit on fantasy football picks and bets. I'm going to have Cody Main from Establish the Run back on. He crushed preseason last week. We won a bunch of money on prize picks with him and I actually hit the two play. I finally did the two play uh, over under. So I had the under on Burger, the under on Louie uh, and that cash for three to one. So I'm starting to figure it out a little bit, Jeff. I like these over under finishing positions. I actually think they're better than head to heads in terms of like the prop market. I agree. And there's also really good opportunities if you're not stubborn from just like liking a player to, I think, take advantage of soft numbers to the over in a lot of instances. Because some in a field like this, they're going to list like players that are more popular than like maybe players that are playing better because there's so few names in the field. As an example, if you kind of follow what I'm saying. Yeah, like they'll, they'll probably list Patrick Reed at like over under 13 and a half finishing position. And it's but more- they're probably also going to list like Fleetwood and Fowler this week. Yes. Over, say, guys that are potentially like having way better seasons, but uh, in the same price range odds wise, but they're just not Fleetwood or Fowler, if you feel me. Yeah, no, no I, I'm with you. Like Vegas and Mito and Grace and those guys will be well behind Ricky and Rose and yeah, and, exactly. uh, and and all of that. No, I, yeah, Scott, I think it's a good situation to take advantage of, especially if you're in a state like where you can't legally bet. Uh, you can get on to prize picks and kind of you know, fill the need on the fantasy props that way. So prizepicks.com, use the link in the description, help us out at Mayo Media Network, code MMN on sign up, and you'll get a bonus 100 if you deposit 100 on that. You would have turned it, you, know, you turned your 100 into 300 last week, so that's fantastic news. And we won on football as well. One and done picks of the week. Did Cuss give us one? Did you see it? I didn't I didn't see it. No, I didn't see it either. So I'll update the cheat sheet later on in the week on Wednesday to get his in. Who are you taking this week? I'm going to take Louie because you used him last week. Are you staring at the sheet? Yep. If I use Alatoris, he actually missed a cut for me. Um, but I think that was Call Morikawa who I picked when he missed the cut. Uh, you have not used Will Z yet this year. So you're using So Will- let's rock it out. It's his last event. So let's go. So yeah, it could be his last event, or you're gonna win a lot of money and take the lead in the one and done because he wins. I think we're all added up after this week because we'll we'll need to know going into the playoffs where we stand. And I think I got some like fire end front end players left because I have such a loser strategy, but Seems like we're still in a dog race. Yeah, but you hit you hit Cantlay when he won at Memorial, and that really kind of vaulted you up. It was like me having Spieth uh, coming in second at the Open. That really kind of pushed me off the leaderboard again. <clears throat> yeah. Against us, not in the actual like race for the Mayo Cup. Uh, I, is... Go ahead. I, I'll just close by saying I'm so impressed with how well – he has played like last week at like Memorial when he's gotten off to horrible starts. It's crazy. He still makes good on like my claim before events that it's starting to feel like he's course proof um, that he's just going to put up a result. You now, like winning's hard. Contending is a bit harder or, or a bit easier, still hard. And he didn't do that in these events, but like the events were like, oh my God, like, I think I'm going to get ready to like laugh at him. He still figures it out and has like a great finish. Uh, Incredible. And like, he might not, sometimes I don't even feel like he's gotten enough respect for like how good the season has been in some ways. 
Yes and no. I think people are just fully back on board. Maybe not so much in our circles, but I think in the general golf circles, everyone's like back all in on Jordan Spieth. And I've been kind of back in all in on him as well. Like I just think he's been so good to why he's so fun to watch now that I'm past the point of hating his guts that it's actually kind of fun to be on that ride. Yeah. And I, and like last week wasn't a major and I've decided I only don't like him in majors. Now I like him every other week. Fair enough. Majors. All right. That will so I like to see guys who never win try to win because I lose money on them. Yeah. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Wyndham Championship back next week for the start of the FedEx Cup playoffs. I'll be back on Tuesday with Mike Leone, wide receiver rankings. Wednesday, DraftKings picks for the Wyndham Championship. Then Cus Corner coming out on Thursday. But a lot of you who subscribe to the newsletter maybe already watched it. But it'll be coming out on your audio feeds as well. Do all the things I asked at the top. Smash the likes up to the channel. Spread the word around. You can watch Jeff Wednesdays and Fridays on FTNDaily.com on the Jeff Feinberg Show. And follow him on Twitter at GFeinberg17. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com